I'm Rachel. And I'm Ruby. And this is Quarter Life Crisis, episode number, I can't remember. Four. <laughs> episode four. Wow. There we go. What a series. But today we are going to talk about breakups. Woo! More specifically, how do I get over a breakup? Oh yes, that is the crisis. How do I get over a breakup? A pretty big crisis. Yep. Let's do this. Let's do it. First of all, we're going to talk about our crises of the week. Rachel, what was your crisis of the week this week? So my crisis I've been feeling and it's been making me sad is just like, the collapse of Australian companies. <laughs> well, so, just a small crisis. <laughs> I know. It's not really a crisis of the week. It's probably a bigger issue. But it's just been really distressing for me having these companies that have been such like staples of you know, our sort of lives and market leaders just completely fall apart. So the two major ones are, everyone knows about Qantas, Mm. just like cancelling flights and everything. I recently was on a cancelled Jetstar flight, which I was really pissed off about. They cancelled when I was sitting on the plane. (laughs) But anyway, Jetstar's short, Jetstar's always had issues. But Qantas, like I, like my family always fly Qantas because it's like the number one, it's like the premium airlines, like the number one. And now they just can't do anything. Their for, reputation is in the bin. Yeah, but for no, like, what's the reason that they sacked all these staff and haven't hired them? No, they like, sacked all these staff and then they rehired, like, um, we got labor hire people who don't actually know how to do, do the jobs properly and they're paying uh, them crap, like, shit all. Yeah. Anyway, Alan yeah. Joyce sucks. This is his fault. Yeah, fuck you, Alan Joyce. And he got like a million dollar, billion or something. Some millions of dollar pay rise recently. I was like, you don't deserve that. <laughs> also, like, Qantas is, like, expensive. And you're, like, paying that money for, like, supposedly paying that money for a good quality service. And that's yeah. just, like, you're not getting it. Like, I feel like going with, like, Rex or something is way more reliable, to be honest now. Yeah. And cheaper. And how could they not have known about a demand increase in travel after COVID? That's so logical. It's like being, like, if we didn't have burgers for a year and then everyone wants burgers, mm. obviously... Because they fired all their skilled workers. Anyway. Yeah, so like Qantas and then now Optus being hacked. Like, again, my family use Optus. I don't. But they, you know, that was kind of like Optus is such an Australian brand. Like, they have such strong branding. And it's all just fallen apart Mm. because they've been hacked. And it's like, these are meant to be like the companies that are like uphold society. They're like essential services. Do Telstra had a leak as well? But of their staff's information. It oh, staff but it's not like Optus where it's like your license number. I your... know, I know. <laughs> so cooked. Yeah, so that is upsetting me. No, that's Australia fair. falling apart. I know. It's really like, it's really bad. Yeah. What about you? What's your crisis of the week? My crisis of the week. Well, also I was thinking about this. It's kind of a crisis of the fortnight because these are fortnightly episodes, but it really doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we can't change the structure. I know. Um, yeah, no, my crisis of the week is... I guess just like it's a bit ra- like a bit vague, but just like completely having to change my money habits and my thinking around money. But just because I'm a few months into my freelancing now and I've made like a bit of money, but nowhere near what I was making in my full time job, which I knew was going to happen. But I just feel like reframing, like being like, oh, I'm not saving every week, and I'm not, I don't have like a direct transfer to my rent every week like I used to. And every month I'm like, oh crap, I have to find like this bulk sum of money for my rent, and 
I'm just not saving anything. And it's just like, yeah, changing my, my, like my mindset around money at the moment, just because my income has drastically changed. And like, I had to pay my super for the first time today, my own super, my own tax. Um, It's just a bit weird. So I'm just like, I think it's just like an adjustment. So I, and yeah, just having to tell myself like, no, it's fine. Like I knew I wouldn't be saving really much in this time. I mean, who knows? My business might pop off, but like, I doubt it. I don't want it to. I don't want to be too busy. (laughs) Yeah. Peaks Um, and troughs. Yeah. So it's just like a bit of like a reframing my money mindset is my crisis. That is hard though. Like any sort of change in routine. Yeah. It's a lot to get used to, but eventually it'll be second nature. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, that's me. Alrighty, let's get into the topic. So, breakups. So, I guess we're just going to chat through, I guess, kind of like our own experiences with breakups and what we learned from them. And, yeah, hopefully that'll be helpful for you guys listening. Um, like, if you are going through a breakup or you go through one in the future or something like that. Um, but, Rach, do you want to start us off and, like, talk us through, you know, some your breakup experiences? Yes. I can do. So, you know, question of this week being, how do I get over a breakup? This is something in my life that I definitely Googled excessively, (laughs) pretty much verbatim. Um, Yeah, but like, it was probably the best thing that happened to me. Like, I believe that there are two things that everyone in life should go through. One of them is working a retail job and the other (laughs) one is going through a major breakup. Love that. Because for me, those two things really just made me like less of a brat and more of a well-rounded person. So, so yeah, so I had a pretty bad breakup in April 2019. So that was, what year are we? 2022, 21, 23 years ago? Mm. Three years ago. Yeah, so that was pretty, I had a boyfriend. We were together for about a year. So not really that long, but like I was young. Your first relationship first relationship um I mean it had been kind of rough at the end anyway like I sort of knew something wasn't right but um yeah we hadn't really had like a proper conversation about it until I was at a party and he was there and we he was just kind of like ignoring me and I was like stressed about it so I was drinking and I was pretty drunk so I kind of went up to him and I was like, you need to tell me what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And then he just said that he didn't love me anymore. Fuck. Um, and yeah, this was at a house party and he just, I was just like, you need to leave. And it was probably like the worst moment of my life. Oh my God. Um, yeah, my friends took me home, which was really nice. Um, they saw some pretty bad stuff, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that happened. And then after that was just like a really low period. I was already kind of struggling with a lot of stuff. Like I had been temporarily homeless. I'd like just moved out of college. I had like, I was working this really good summer job in Sydney where it was like a, this like insurance company. So it was super corporate. We had heaps of perks. I had like a like nine to five really structured. I was working in communications. Like I loved it. And I came back to Melbourne. I had no house. I had no job. Eventually I had no boyfriend. So that was like, woohoo, pretty much at the bottom. Um, but yeah, so that that's besides the point. But yeah, the breakup itself was, yeah, it just hurts for a while. Which is, like, I did research into this when I was going through the breakup at the time, is that your brain sort of re- receives 
rejection and heartbreak as physical pain, which it does kind of tie into anxiety. Like anxiety can also manifest as physical pain. So when people say like heartbreak hurts, like it physically does. Mm. And that's quite inconvenient to go about your day when you're in pain. But yeah, that kind of went on for a while. And I really had to put in a lot of effort to get over it. Like I think that's something that oh it's sort of counterintuitive because you know time does heal all wounds like eventually like now it's three years later and I looking back on this stuff I barely think about my ex Mm. but at the time you're just like how do I go over this how do I wake up tomorrow and not care how do I not care right now and you don't but then at the same time there are things that you need to actually do to distract yourself like I remember I started doing yoga, which I hadn't really done before. Yeah. Um, I got into yoga for a while. I'm going to the gym. What else? I was also like excessively seeing friends. Like I would have a different friend over for dinner every night, which I don't really recommend doing because I think that was me just sort of filling my time and not having time by myself because I just didn't want to be by myself. I oh, know I support this. This is that's I feel like that's so justified. <laughs> I would also do it just to have a different person to tell my story to. Oh right. I remember doing it deliberately. I would have one person over one night and then the next person the other night who didn't know each other so I could complain about the same thing. Which was like I mean I shouldn't be hard on myself like I did what I had to do. I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, definitely relying on your sort of female friends and definitely it did bring me a lot closer to other sort of women in my life. Like people who'd gone through similar things, I think they are incredibly helpful. Like there's nothing like shared experience to Mm. sort of go through something. But yeah, it took a while. Um, Another thing I wish I'd done earlier was go back into dating, to be honest. I probably didn't go on a date for like a year and I sort of wish I had done that earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously down the track, but one way I think to get over a breakup is to sort of expose yourself when you're ready to other people and sort of realize that you are like an attractive partner Mm. because when someone dumps you, you feel that it's all on you, but it's not like it's their choice. You're still the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I think you need to tell everyone about um, what that particular ex said to you when you broke up, when you had a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So after we broke up, we met up to discuss things. I don't know why I went, but I did. Um, And, yeah, he said to me that, you know, after we broke up, he had looked into our star signs. He was a big star sign believer, um, looked into our star signs and said that, you know, it made sense that the relationship didn't work. Because your star signs weren't compatible. Because our star signs weren't compatible. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he's got to do, sure. Uh, just but maybe, like, don't reason. dump me at a party first. So, so, like, <laughs> I can't believe that was his reason. Or, like, oh, I feel like that must have just been him, like, trying to find, like, some like some reason to cling on to. <laughs> it, was a, it was odd. But then, yeah, it does, just because it sucked, it didn't mean it wasn't the right thing, which I didn't realise at the time. It took me a while to realise it. And, yeah, when you're in, like, the thick of it, you sort of think this person's, like, a deity, but they're not. And there was, like, times in the relationship when I knew it wasn't my, Mm. like, forever person. Like, I knew that, but 
Yeah, it doesn't mean I wasn't, like, down in the dumps. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Like, I don't think you had to think that that person was your soulmate for that breakup to hurt, you know? Yeah. yeah. Any sort of rejection hurts. And I, yeah, do take sort of romantic rejection pretty badly. Like, sort of the other dates I went on after this period obviously all ended apart from my current boyfriend but I went on a series of dates and was pretty much dumped by all of them (laughs) but um yeah and each time I took it terribly but then the funny thing was they'd come crawling back and you're like (laughs) oh god really yeah anyway the joys of dating yeah yeah but but the big breakup it does it does do like everyone says anyone who's been through it will say it's like the best thing yeah you just come out stronger and more like aware of yourself and you just become more grateful for all your other relationships and your future relationships Mm, definitely yeah yeah i feel like i've talked a lot about me (laughs) no this is good it's like an interesting story (laughs) yeah all right, Ruby, what, what about what, what would you do about... in, this, in this crisis of how do I get over a breakup? Oh, God. Well, I feel like I am a bit different to you because like, I feel like you've had just like one really big breakup right from a long-term relationship, and I've never had that kind of a breakup. So I've Well, had... you're missing out. Uh, uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I feel like I've just been like through a few different types of breakups, which I feel like it'd be good to share my experience just because, um, yeah, obviously there's like so many different types of breakups. So I, um, like, in high school and then like at the start of college, I was like in this weird on again, off again situationship. So we were never actually in a relationship, but it was a weird situationship. And yeah, we broke up. Well, broke up. Like, obviously, yeah, different types of breakups. We broke up, like, our situationship, like, three different times. He did it twice. I did it once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that was, like, really, obviously, like, weird. But those times that he broke up with me, the two times, really messed with my self-esteem and made me super insecure because both times he dumped me for other women. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Yeah, so definitely made me very insecure because I was like, oh my God, I'm so like unlovable. So that was great. Um, (laughs) And then looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how. Like we we would never like, we never went on a date or anything. Just this weird situationship. And now looking back, I'm like, we were so incompatible. And so I don't know why like the breakups hurt so much i mean it was just like one but like the first breakup hurt so much and then the second two after that i didn't really care um (laughs) it's like i mean i did it the second time um so i feel like it it really hurt and then i mean i took him back so lol um and yeah i feel like it it was weird i feel like that was because it was i guess like my first proper like thing with the guy so i never really experienced that before um and yes, yeah, that's in, that's so. Those are the only times I've been broken up with. So those two times in the situationship, and then other times I yeah I've been the dumpy. So I've dumped people. So um, dated what? Dump her, you mean? Oh yeah, dumpy is the person who gets dumped. Oh yeah, I've dumped people. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and I guess yeah, those were different because like one of them I like dated one of my best friends for a few months and then I dumped him and that felt awful because I felt horrible about doing it but it just wasn't working and then I guess also this other guy that I was dating and it just like wasn't right I didn't like him we weren't even like boyfriend or girlfriend like kind of ghosted him I like went home for the summer and he was like do you want to hang out in the summer and I was like 
nah, I'm busy. It was very immature of me and very like slow burn. And then eventually I just had to bite the bullet and like dump him. And I just have never been very mature at dumping people. I feel like I like, I, I feel like me now would be so like, I just know so much more. And I feel like I've had so many more life experiences that I would go about it in such a different way. But hopefully I never have to dump anyone ever again because my current boyfriend, uh, he's my person. So, you know, hopefully I never have to go through another breakup in my life. Um, but yeah, never been through like a long-term relationship breakup, which I imagine would be really hard. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've never been through like a proper breakup. I mean, what the hell does a proper breakup even mean? I've just been through like, all these like weird breakups that have been awkward and I had not dealt with them well and I was really immature about them, so. Yeah, but I feel like it really helped me like grow as a person and like made me more mature because I look back on those and I was like, wow, I really handled that badly. Uh, how can I learn from that? Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like, you know, good, good, definitely a great way to grow. And all those people that I was like with and then like broke up with me and I broke up with them, like they were just like not my people. It was like, you know, get a date a few frogs to find your prince or whatever that saying <laughs> is. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think every breakup happens for a reason. Definitely, yeah. It happens because something, the relationship wasn't right. And it might mean you get back together. Like, that does happen. Mm. So, and then you'll come back together stronger. Or you are broken up and that's, you find people better for you. Mm. So, that's one way to look at it is to just, it happens for a reason and it happened for the right reason. Like, I don't think there is a wrong reason for a breakup. No. And obviously, also, like, there are definitely people out there, like, that, you know, people look at them and, like, they should break up. But a lot of people just won't break up because it's, like, that's all they know is being with that person and breaking up's really hard. So some people just stay together even if it's not right and that's Mm. just the way things are. Well, yeah, because once you – yeah, so we're sort of saying how do you get over a breakup of someone who's been – who is broken up with or whatever, then yeah, they've already done the hardest part. Mm. Like they're not in an unhappy relationship. So, you know, you can almost congratulate yourself on that. I think the other thing as well is that there is so many people out there for you. Like obviously there's like, you know, you're like, oh, he's my soulmate. She's my penguin, (laughs) like on life on cut. (laughs) Um, But there is actually a lot of people out there who you are compatible with. And there's, probably a lot of people out there who would like you and would be an amazing partner to you yeah yeah, yeah the, the world's a very big place 100%. yeah i feel like a lot of people just yeah they don't even even if they might like they should break up with their partner they don't because yeah like i said like that's all they know but also breaking up with someone is so hard because like they're so ingrained in your life if you've been in a long-term relationship with someone like um potentially you know there's like money or assets involved like you've bought a house together or something together it's like it's it's a lot of work to break up especially i guess it's like if you're married with kids like that's a massive thing yeah i feel like when you're younger if there's like no assets or money or anything like that involved it's like a bit easier in that sense but it doesn't make the pain any less like easier Mm. you know um but yeah it is interesting that some people will choose to stay in unhealthy and like bad relationships that aren't right for them just because they don't want to go through that pain and heartache of a breakup. Because it is hard, but you do get over it. Like, eventually you get over it. It may take time and it's, like, freaking rough, but, yeah, you definitely can get over it. Yeah, you don't feel like it at the time. You'll be like, no. oh, I'll never find love again. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, for me, it was 
it was hard because I was dating someone I went to college with and all my friends kind of had partners from college Mm. as well and everyone was kind of partnered up. But then, you know, three years later, I'm living with my boyfriend who I met in Sydney on Mm. Tinder. So, you know, like, it's a big world and, you know, when you're young, you usually have, you know, your first partner, maybe you went to school with them or uni with them or something and that's such a small pool. You need to be excited for what's coming next in your life, which is mm. going to be like 10 times bigger. Yeah. Like those, those like uni breakups or sort of like friendship breakups are really hard because your world feels so insular. So Yeah, definitely. But the world's not insular. It's a very big place and there is mm. like so many people out there you don't know. Exactly. But also... There's nothing wrong with being single as well. Like, live your best single life, honestly. Like, that oh, too. If you go through a breakup, like, I mean, if, you, if you've been in a relationship since, like, high school or started college or something, you know, and you've, like, never really had that t- chance to be single, then I feel like take that time to be single and live your best life. Be a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I'm grateful for, too, that I was single for a very long time. Mm. I mean, I might not, like... Now I've been, I mean, in a relationship, but yeah, for most of uni and not work, but for pretty much all of uni and all of high school, I didn't have a boyfriend. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was great for me. Like, yeah, I should have appreciated it more at a time, but I think I did in a way. Like, <laughs> no, but like, because you're like, oh, woe is me. Like, I don't have a boyfriend. My All my friends have boyfriends, but then like, I you kind of have your single gals you go out with yeah, and definitely. you know you get to work like do stuff on your own like watch whatever show you want I don't know yeah and like sort of building up those habits I think is really important for when you do get into a relationship because you kind of know how to be independent because mm-hmm. that's like a healthy relationship is two independent independent people coming together right 100%. like two complete yeah. people and yeah to sort of be complete you do need to have that time yeah. on your own. Especially also that like if you go if you do go through a breakup so that you you can be independent independent and you do know how to be on your own and you do have those other people in your life to support you that aren't like, you know, like your partner's friends or whatever and things like that. So yeah, like super important I think to make sure you are yeah, maintaining a sense of independence and you have friendships outside of your relationship for if there is a breakup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so now we're going to give some recommendations on how to get over a breakup. Yeah, I mean, we've said lots of, like, you know, emotional things you can do, like, you know, try and feel good about yourself. I don't know, but there's also practical things that I did. So a couple of books I recommend, which I've read these through a couple of times, back to front. (laughs) First one is Breakup Boss by Zoe Foster Blake. Actually, all of Zoe Foster Blake's... um, non-fiction kind of like self-help books are really good yeah like she's got one called love but breakup boss is sort of like she's been through i think a couple of like long-term breakups and i think it's really cool to read from someone like her who's so successful now and you know has this like picture perfect family and career mm. and marriage but yeah she pretty much had a pretty tumultuous 20s so anyway but she's a she's quite good at writing um self-help like she's funny and clever i i wouldn't recommend her fiction books though i didn't really? side note no i read one of her fiction books and it was very like fat shamey oh very like mid-2000s kind of oh, like of its time yeah, yeah yeah and it was 
So uh, don't read her fiction, okay. but her non-fiction is pretty good. Another book that I really enjoyed reading and did help me was called It's a Breakup Because It's Broken by Greg Ben Bayrent and Amira Rutola Bayrent. I said those wrong, but anyway, you can just Google. It's called we'll a breakup. Put a link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a breakup because it's broken. So these two, the two authors, are actually married in real life. And I think they also wrote He's Just Not That Into You, which, like, there's the oh, movie. The movie. Oh. Yeah, I think it's based off, but it's, like, again, self-help. Yeah. But, yeah, they sort of write, they both had, like, very, they were both dumped, like, quite dramatically and handled it very poorly. What but, an interesting <laughs> thing to write with your partner you're married No, with. it's so good. And they That's have, so like, cool. heaps of practical advice in there about what you can do. And they sort of tell, like their stories and they have little segments in there where people have sort of written in and said like the crazy things they did after a breakup Mm. sort of make you feel a bit less guilty or like bad about just you know sitting at home crying and eating ice cream like this there was about people who full-on like would sneak into their ex's house like crazy shit like that oh my god that literally reminds me i forgot to say in the main part i think the like most immature thing i did when like this guy in high school dumped me is I just went to parties and hooked up with all of his best friends. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to hook up with all of your friends in front of you. And that was definitely the most petty, immature thing I've ever done. And I would not recommend. (laughs) Oh, I just cried a lot at parties. Oh, me too. Yeah. No, I'd (laughs) kiss the boys and then I'd go out the front and cry to my friends about, yeah. Oh yeah, it nah, was, um, I was just crying. Pathetic, honestly. But yeah, it was like, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was really dumb and young. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's so funny. Me. <laughs> um, the other thing I recommend doing, which I wonder if I still have this, I'm gonna look it up, is to write a note in your phone of all the things you don't like about them. So you know, when you're like sad about your breakup, you'll be like, oh, this person was so great. Oh my god, do you still have the note? I'm having a look. <gasps> Oh, my God, I do. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of text. <laughs> Bad person. Ooh. Oh, my God. I don't know if I want to read these. Okay, I'll read a couple. So I have this note in my phone called Why He Sucks. <laughs> and it was all the re- things I didn't like. And this was actually really helpful because when you're there, like, I miss them so much. Like, I'll never have a good relationship. You, Your brain just, like, changes the truth. So you need to have, like something written down that reminds you oh some of these are really mean (laughs) so you actually i do recommend that even just go like as mean as possible (laughs) um what's what's some of the stuff oh here we go never took me on a date that was one ever i don't think so in a year i mean like not it was we did like activities but it was never like i'm taking you on a date oh (laughs) my god um Oh, didn't ask me to be his girlfriend. That was that's written there. Ever? No. What else is there? Oh, some of these are really mean. Wait, so you, were, you were his girlfriend. His parents no? are racist. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> I can't. I read this. Um, immature. Oh, I said he didn't have many friends. Okay, I need to stop. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you can go mean in there, and then in three years you'll look back, and it will be very funny. Damn, I could have used a list like that, so I didn't continue going back yeah. to this. Person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's good to have a reality check. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, I like that. Good tip. Yeah. Hopefully, I never have to do that. <laughs> um, all right, my recommendations are. Um, 
just have a sad songs playlist like I'm sure there's plenty of Spotify playlists that are like heartbreak playlists, but sometimes it just really helps to listen to sad songs and cry in your bed and be sad. Cause I, that's like the like one thing I remember doing. Like I was just like, it was really dramatic, but I'm a dramatic person. So whatever. Um, I didn't really listen to sad songs. I listened to so much Lizzo. I remember just like a blasting Lizzo. No, I feel like so like alone, when I was like alone, I'd listen to really sad breakup songs and be really dramatic about it. And then when I was at parties, I would like scream like the fuck men, kind of like we hate men. Oh, songs. this is me alone. I would like wake up, play Lizzo. No, I should have done that. But I was pathetic. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, there's like, I feel like there's like still a few songs that kind of like remind me of that time, which I hate. I just don't listen to them. Um, but yeah. Just that's like one of my recommendations um and then i guess just like my main thing is just like distract yourself like go on adventures spend lots of time with your friends like things like that and also it just takes time and also my recommendation would to not be petty and do stupid things to try and make them jealous or something because that was really because it's not gonna work as well <laughs> literally so dumb anyway it's fine um we laugh about it now. It's very, actually, I think I laughed about it like quite soon after. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's my recommendations. Love it. Yeah. Now onto some general recommendations to distract from our quarter life crisis. <laughs> Rach, what do you got? I don't have any good ones this week. I haven't really watched or read anything mm. because I was in Sydney yeah. for the week. So I went to a food and wine festival mm. when I was in Sydney and I went to a relish like jam stall <laughs> and the lady convinced me to buy onion jam, which yeah. sounds rank, but it's actually really tasty. Yeah, no, onion jam is good. Does everyone know what onion jam is? I mean, I've I, never I heard do, of it but my grandma's super into like preserves and stuff. So oh. I don't know. What do, you, what do you eat it on? I've been having ham and cheese sandwiches this week. Yeah. See, because my grandma gives me relish all the time, but I don't know what to eat it with because I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat sandwiches because vegetarian sandwiches mm. is kind of boring. So, like, I'll have it with, like, when I make cheese and spinach rolls, it's the only thing I eat it with. Mm, the lady said to have it on steaks, but I, I don't really oh. eat steak. But, no, it was really good in my ham and cheese sandwiches, like, toasted with Turkish bread. Like, sensational. You put it in the burger. A burger would be good, I reckon. It would be, like, yeah, caramelized onion. Yes, it does taste like caramelized onions without the pain of having to caramelize yeah, yeah, an onion. Yeah, yeah, mm, Good rec, right? Random, but I like it. <laughs> That's my recommendation. No, I love it. Um, I have a few recommendations. I went and saw the infamous Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, day. without me. Oh, you, you couldn't <laughs> come. <laughs> um, anyway, it was a... It was, it was, like, pretty good. There was a big twist in it that I did not see coming. Um, Harry Styles in it, obviously. I was, is he any good? He was honestly fine. Like, I feel like I've heard people being like, he's a bad actor. I thought he was good. Um, obviously, like, Florence Pugh is, like, a really good actress. Because she's got so much more experience and she's actually, like, a qualified... Not qualified, sorry, but, like, act- like an actress has been her lifelong career, I think. Yeah. But whereas Harry has, like, just come into it, like, recently. I thought he was fine, but he was a side character, so it didn't matter. Like, it was fully a Florence Pugh movie, which is now why looking back on, like... All like the press stuff, the fact that she didn't do anything for it is like actually so bad because it's just, it just is her movie. Like she is the main character and everyone else's side characters. That's so funny. Um, but honestly, it was a good movie. I quite liked it. I don't normally watch like psychological thrillers, so there was a few times where like I got a jump scare or like gasped or something. Um, <laughs> I laughed a few times at Harry because there was a few like a few of the things that like went viral on TikTok before the movie came out of him. Just I just laughed because it was funny. Um, but no, it was pretty good. I quite liked it. Um, my other recs are last night I watched this movie on Netflix called Do Revenge. It's just like a rom-com fun movie with um, Camilla Mendez in it, who's from Riverdale. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, who plays Veronica in Riverdale, and it's also got the girl from Stranger Things. I can't remember her name, but she's Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. Anyway, so it's got them in it. Oh, she's Ethan Hawke's. Yes, also yeah. Mayor yeah. Hawke. Yes, Mayor yeah. Hawke. That's it. So it's got them two in it, and it's kind of like a rom com, like classic, like you know, high school, yeah, kind of vibe. But it has this twist in it that I didn't see coming, and I actually really enjoyed it. So I would recommend watching that on Netflix. Um, and then the other thing I watched, I watched a lot in the last week, I don't know how, would be um, on Stan, there's a limited series about the Bali bombings, so it's called Bali 2002. Um, pretty intense, obviously, because it's like a recreation of the Bali bombings, um, but I thought it was quite well made, um, and it was a good story. I do think they should have focused more on like the response from the Indonesian people on the ground. I feel like they definitely focused a lot more on like the white people in Australia that came to help and stuff like that. They completely dismissed all like the medical people in the hospital on the night in Indonesia, which I thought was kind of fucked. But aside from that, it was like a good telling of the story, I guess. And I cried a lot. <laughs> Actually, I did watch something that's reminded me. 13 Lives. Oh my god! Yeah, so one of our friends, shout out Henry, who's definitely not going to listen to this, (laughs) was an extra in Thirteen Lives, and he booked out a cinema for us to watch it. I don't, I didn't see him in the movie at all. Well, to be fair, it was so Thirteen Lives is about the the boys in the cave in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, Yeah, so sort of the same thing, like recreation of how they um, saved them. Of the scenes had like thousands of people in them because there were thousands of people on site. So I don't know where Henry was. <laughs> I thought he had lines. No. Oh, well, he's just in the crowd. Oh, okay. I thought he was like one of the divers or something. And there must well, I think there was like thousands of divers there. Right. Okay. I don't know. Right. I didn't see him anyway. Really enjoyed that movie. It was so intense. I still need to watch it because I couldn't make it to the cinema that he when he booked it out. But I really need to watch it. Yeah, I actually I didn't think I'd enjoy it because I don't really like like suspense or yeah. like I don't really watch true movies. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I really enjoyed it. It was so emotional, like the little boys, but they got out. Oh. Okay, I'll definitely have to watch that. Yeah, that's good. Love it. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the app. Uh, and we'll see you again. Oh, we got a special bonus app coming out next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Mm. And keep your ears out. Oh, yeah. Ears. Everything. Eyes. eyes and ears <laughs> and nose. Limbs. And all that. Anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode about breakups. Bye. Bye. <laughs>